Today, I want to talk a little bit about simplicity and about why we need to combat complexity and why your ministry must avoid it now. You're listening to the Tim Price Go Harvest podcast, a podcast designed to offer practical insight and encouragement to local church ministry leaders. We're thrilled to have you join us during this second season of the podcast and invite you to help us continue to reach new people by hitting subscribe and the five-star rating. Blessings on you in your ministry. And for now, let's turn it over to Tim Price. I just read a little book. It's an old management book called The Power of Simplicity by Jack Trout. And one of the quotes he had in there was, Complexity is not to be admired. It is to be avoided. Jesus gave the church a really simple mission to make disciples. And like any organization, we have added lots of layers to help facilitate this mission. But at times, the layers can create confusion and exhaustion. One thing nearly a year of the pandemic has taught churches and other ministry organizations is that we can simplify down to the very basic nature of what we were called to be as a church. You don't need to have it all or do it all. You just need to do the main thing. So I thought I'd talk a little bit here about how to avoid complexity. Here are just some things to to get you thinking today. First is we need to combat complexity. And, uh, and combat is a strong word, but as an organization grows, it becomes more complex and it drifts that way. No organization, according to a lot of leaders I've heard speak on this, drifts towards more simplicity. It drifts towards more complexity. So if we really want our ministries to become more effective, more streamlined and more simple, we must combat complexity. When you have too many things going on, when you have too many angles happening, you aren't as effective. I think Craig Grishel puts it this way. We need to kill a rule, cut a meeting, or remove a step. And these are practical actions that help eliminate complexity as you grow. You have to decide that you want to be simple and that you know that simplicity and a more streamlined approach is going to be what really and truly makes an impact for generations to come. We must combat complexity. How do we do that? Well, one thing is we narrow the options. In our day and age, with endless information at our fingertips, we wind up trying to think that a good steward makes sure they look at every single option. And truth be told, options are sucking the life out of leaders. For every one option that will do just fine for whatever it is that you're trying to provide a solution for, there are 30 or 100 other options that you could also turn to. And if you, can, if you don't believe me, you can just take a look at the toothpaste aisle at the store or the potato chip aisle or any number of aisles with the endless number of options for a basic same product. So maybe chips are a little different than toothpaste because they do have different flavors. And, but toothpaste, it's just mind-boggling how many different uh, products you have to choose from. I have an example here of just my own life with a calendar. Somewhere along the way, I switched to Google calendars and wound up um, you know, having uh, Apple products with Google calendars, and then I kind of got turned on to the idea of using paper again, and, and all of a sudden I realized through Michael Hyatt's free focus planner and a paper calendar I just printed off and online calendar mixed with my iPhone calendar that I was in like an, a calendar crisis. And I realized that uh, I had just tried to switch a few things around and found myself with too many options, and I had to narrow them. 
So definitely, there are amazing calendars, there are amazing syncing tools, amazing to-do lists and apps, a lot of cool ways of doing things. But here's the thing. I only need one, and I need one that works, and I need one that's simple. And that's just a small example of times we live in. We have to work hard to narrow our options. You don't need to research everything under the sun. Do a little checking around, then make a decision and go with it. Make it work. You can always change it later if you need to. But for now, you don't need to know about every single option there is. That's going to help you become more simple. The third thing is, first of all, we have combat complexity. We want to narrow our options. And then we want to work hard at being simple and succinct. The first step in helping your organization fight complexity is to start with you. And so start by working hard to become more succinct and simple. If you need to have a meeting, make sure that it's simple, one or two main agenda items, know what you're trying to accomplish, and end on time if not early. And overall, just work to use fewer words. Ask more questions. Try not to beat around the bush and keep things moving. Set up your day for simplicity. Lately, I've been trying this with just saying, these are my finish line things. When I get these three things done for the day, it'll be a finish line. Everything else will be icing. I remember talking to a pastor who had just began another church, added a church to his current church. So now he was preaching and pastoring, preaching to and pastoring two congregations. I was sitting in a room with him and I asked him if his daily routine would be changing now that he had more on his plate, an entire extra church. He thought for a minute and then calmly said, no, I'll just wake up. I'll see what needs to be done and I'll get out there and I'll do it. It was really a simple and refreshing answer. You can't do it all. You can be intentional, you can have a calendar, and you can have a to-do list, but we got to trust God in using our common sense and His Spirit at work in us to do what is needed and necessary. Work at being that simple. The next one is make decisions easier for your team. It seems like sometimes when you get into complex situations, everybody has to check with everything and everybody before you can accomplish even the simplest of purchases or changes or tweaks in how you do your ministry. Systems truly are important for ministry. It helps keep things moving with a clear understanding. It helps open a framework so that people don't have to go ask all the time, but you don't want systems to outgrow your ability for your team to make good decisions right where they are in the ministries that they lead. The layers that are created from long-standing systems can just basically inhibit team leaders. So you want to avoid complexity by giving authority to your staff and key leaders to do what needs to be done. If all the decisions are being run through you, then you are creating a bottleneck and you are creating complexity. The next one is use simple words. So this book, The Power of Simplicity, Jack Trout shares that when Shakespeare wrote Hamlet, he had 20,000 words with which to work. When Lincoln gave the Gettysburg Address, there were roughly 114,000 words to choose from. Today, there are more than 600,000 words in the dictionary. And if we're not careful, our choice of large and unique words will create unnecessary complexity. Big ideas almost always come in small words. Don't feel like just because you're leading a ministry that you have to have a ton of big words or you know, words that are hard to define or words nobody's ever heard of or to make things flowery. Just talk normal and simply. Make things easy to understand. When speaking or writing, just go about it as if you were talking to someone in the same word room. 
Big ideas almost always come in small words. I love that quote. And the last thing is, Jesus' mission was really simple. Jesus had a really simple plan. It was uncomplicated. He invited people to follow him. This simple plan had a huge impact then, and it still does today. As ministry leaders, we must avoid complexity. We must fight it, must do our best to simplify those things that are too complex in our churches. And this is going to require pruning, it's going to require discernment, and it's going to require focus. It's not something that you drift toward. It's something that you decide to do. And the rewards are really going to be incredible. It's going to be more energy. It's going to be more clarity. And it's going to bring more success to what you're trying to accomplish. I already mentioned this book a couple times, but this uh, podcast was really a springboard from the book, The Power of Simplicity, a lot of practical things. But it reminds me of a couple other books. One is Simple Church by Tom Rainer from a few years back. And he brought up a lot of these kind of points that churches have, they're trying to do way too many things. And then one other book that I think is awesome that relates to this, not only in organizations, but in personal life, and that is essentialism and the point of trying to make sure that we are doing the main thing really well, not obstructed by a bunch of other side things. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. I appreciate your connection and your work in ministry. I'm praying for you and we trust that God is going to continue to work through us even on those days when we hear podcasts and read blog posts and think, man, how am I going to get all this together? We're all in the same boat of trying to do our best. And so I'm praying that uh, you'll gain something from this and that it'll be helpful for you. Mm-hmm.